Tech Manor. Hello and welcome to yet another Tech Manor podcast. Uh, so we've got a bit of a theme this week, chaps. Can you guess what the theme is? No, it's intriguing. We didn't oh, pick up oh, many points. Is it, is it, is it o- Oxford United by any chance? Well, that is correct. But I was going to go with comebacks. And by that, I mean the footballing type of comeback. <laughs> and not... <laughs> And not witty, verbal <laughs> kinds of comebacks that usually revolve around someone's mother or something. Um, Darbo vision. <laughs> right. <laughs> What's on the show today? I better do that first rather than start talking about what people have had for dinner because I get all distracted and forget to go back to it. So um, we're going to go through the news. We're going to talk about the Milk Cup game against Millwall and review Coventry as well. Um, Connor will give us an update on what's going on around League One. We'll obviously have our Andy Dent section full of misc facts and trivia. Uh, we'll preview the Mickey Mouse trophy game slightly, moderately, barely at all. And we'll talk about um, the upcoming Fleetwood game on Saturday. And then, Connor, you are running a quiz for us at the end, and we're all very excited. There's a lot of build up about excited. Good. So who have we got on today's show? We'll start with you, Connor, as I've just kind of told everyone you're here. So how are you? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Good. Anything well, new from you? Yeah, I'm I'm good, <laughs> but I'm a little bit sad. I'm a little Why bit sad, sad because because uh I left York today. I am officially no longer a Yorkshire yellow. Cool. So, Andy, could you kick him out of the WhatsApp? Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll oh. use my witty get out uh, gif. I mean, come on, let's not let's not uh, add salt to the wound, please. <laughs> right, we got we got John as well. John, how's Evening. it going? Yeah, not too bad. Are you going to get your tattoo removed, Connor, or are you going to keep it? Um, <laughs> I'm definitely definitely going to keep it. It's it's staying with me for life. Good, good. Yeah, no, I'm all, all good. Um, I'm up for this. Still in good. a good mood. What did you have for dinner, John? I was glad you asked me. I was starting to think there was a bit of a reason why you never asked me what I had for, for dinner. It was one of those podcast things. Um, I, had, I had pizza. It was was homemade homemade dough, so um, it was uh, slightly... Homemade uh, dough? Yeah, I, I didn't make it, but it was um, it was very good. Excellent stuff. Andy, how's it going? Hello. Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Have you had a good weekend? I have, yeah. It's been uh, busy, as it always is with uh, three young children in the household. But yeah, it was good. Indeed. Did you get any time to do anything that you actually wanted to do? Or did you go to Laser Quest? Actually, to be fair, that's a bad example, isn't it? Everyone La- that's a terrible no, example. No, uh, not really. Uh, I stayed up into the wee small hours last night doing some work. Cause I don't know if that counts as doing what I wanted to do. but. Mm. No. No. Okay. What did you have for dinner? Any fajitas on the cards? <laughs> no, no fajitas this week. I did have Chinese though. Excellent. Let's leave it there then. <laughs> ben, any sandwiches? A risotto for me today. Oh, you're oh. bringing it up. Oh, I've, That's I've the A game right there. there. Yeah. Well, good stuff, Ben. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Good. Good. No witty or quirky remarks. Uh, my away shirt arrived this weekend, so I've, uh, it's the first podcast where I'm wearing okay. Oxford colours from this season. So I'm very happy about that. I 
I'm going to go with a polo shirt from the Leisure range because I cannot handle the weird kind of white backdrop behind the singer sponsor on the away shirt and I just can't get past it. It's not good, is it? Pedantic, but... It's not good. You're like the only human to pick up on this. I'm not, because someone else picked... Someone else picked up on it, and now I've picked up on it, and now it upsets me. So trouble, trouble is, once you see it, you can't unsee it. Exactly. Oh, I've seen it, and I've certainly unseen it. <laughs> come on, come on. Just, just, just bite the bullet, buy it. It's a lovely kit. Right. We're five minutes in, and we've just we'll, chatted we'll, we'll shit. So we, <laughs> we, better, we better get started. Right. Onto the news. Hello and welcome to the news. I can't do it as well as Andy did last week. I listened back on that and it was fantastic, Andy. You're a natural. You're Trevor MacDonald. I've always fancied myself as a journalist of some description, but <laughs> I've, to- I've just chosen the wrong paths in life and I've ended up where I am. So, Right. Well, I'll rattle through this. Um, so the first, well, there's only really one place to start. So we've given updates on Berry or brief updates. But since the last pod, they've obviously been expelled from the league um although i think they're still campaigning for reinstatement um but i very much doubt that's going to go anywhere i'm not sure if anyone's got any further updates or have been reading into the efl statements or whether barry have actually come out with anything i think there's a consortium isn't there of, of fans i don't know who it's made up of of and they've got around seven million to play with but i think like you said and when we met up on wednesday i think it's unlikely the efl efl are going to sort of go back on their decision it's kind of just sets a false precedent so yeah exactly it's obviously really sad news um we don't probably need to talk about it that much because you've you know media coverage and twitter's obviously exploded and it is really sad horrible for the community it was not nice watching a load of the videos when i also didn't really like the way it was all kind of not celebrated is the wrong word but the coverage and the countdown clocks on news outlets and that type of thing it was just a bit yeah it's not the transfer window closing is it you know it's it's much it's much more uh, poignant than that no but obviously the the issue is bigger than just steve dale it goes back a lot further than that he's obviously not helped himself by being a complete cretin um but anyway uh, what that does mean though is obviously there's 23 clubs in the league for the remainder of the campaign uh three clubs will be relegated um, and they're going to have a full complement of clubs, obviously, into next season. And they're going to discuss this month, um, now that we're in September, with all the League Two teams to talk about the consequential impacts on them. So we should have some updates on that when we get when the month's over, I guess. Um, more positive note: Bolton's future looks assured following the completion of their takeover. Takeover. So all of that's gone in. Um, Keith Hill has now taken charge as well. That was just at the back end of last week. Uh, he was a Rochdale, wasn't he, for six years in his latest um, spell. I think it was his second spell with him um, and was sacked in March. But he got them. I couldn't believe this when I read up on it, but he achieved two of Rochdale's three ever promotions. Three, but that's a depressing club to support, isn't it? Rochdale are in the same league for like the record amount of time or something like that. Yeah. Um, it's... It's crazy. And apparently Bolton have got some, are now going to be, I mean, they'll be getting a number of the decent free transfers that are probably still out there who just need a club now. So they, you say it's going to be a bit of a 
bit of a funny one for the teams that haven't played them now, such as us, and it's not that far away until we play them ourselves away. away so, certainly. That's it, yeah. His The first interview with Keith Hill, we said, my first job is to recruit a number of players ahead of Monday's deadline. Um, and we're, yeah, as you said, we're playing them on the 17th of September. So knowing our luck, we'll probably get, we'll lose 5-0 or something <laughs> like that. Who knows? Um, but yeah, obviously good wishes uh, to Bolton going forward. Um, I, I expect them to make sensible decisions and pragmatic decisions. Uh, so on to Oxford-related stuff. Matty Taylor um, has had more scans than a... I can't think of a good analogy, but someone help me out. I don't know. <laughs> Something work-based. <laughs> work-based. Uh, he's out well, for, for... Sorry, go on. I was, no, I was trying to think off, off the fly, but no. Well, yeah, he's out... Initially, they said he was out between four and eight weeks, but every time KR gives an interview, he gives an, he says he's going for another scan. So who knows? And I also had something on here about Brannigan being out, but he just started against... Um, uh, God, who do, <laughs> who do you play Coventry? My mind is not in it tonight, lads. Anyway. Uh, Coaching-wise, a few changes in the last week. So Dan Bond, uh, who is a performance and recruitment analyst and has been at the club for a long time, He's left. Uh, seemingly, people seem to say he's going to Luton. It was definitely a league above. Is that right? Yeah, it seem, seems to be the case, and seems to be very highly thought of as well. And potentially a bit of a more than just a bit of a staffing loss. Yeah, that's the way it seemed. And there was a, a lot of people on Twitter. I don't know. I don't understand being someone that is pretty obsessive with detail and Oxford United. I just didn't really know much about. Dan Bond, um, but everyone else seemed to. So I must just be missing something. But seemed to have a really good kind of relationship with all the players and the staff and that type of thing. And there was another chap with him called Ed Waldron, who, again, I hadn't heard of, but he was doing a similar role to Dan, and he's heading to Bordeaux, which is a nice place to be. So good luck to both of them. And then we had uh, Gary Parker, Gary with two R's. Does that mean you have to pronounce it like roll the tongue on the R's? Like Gar- a pirate. Like a part like a pirate. <laughs> so he's a he local like lad. He does. <laughs> I was about to say, if any if anyone graduated from like the Mickey Lewis school of like gruffy looks, it's Gary Parker, isn't it? He's like anyway. a cut price Wolverine. <laughs> That's right. Um so it seems like it's more of a temporary thing, but he'll, he never played for us actually, but he's going to be um, working a couple of days a week to scout opposition lineups, look at their shape and tactics. Um, spoke very well in the interview on Yellow Player, sounded like, um, as I said, a short-term thing, and he wants to eventually get back into coaching. So whether that's with us or it's with someone else, maybe we're a stepping stone, but we'll see. But it's worth watching that interview. And then we had the five minutes fan forum with Tiger. So Dan and Jay... Tiger was giving an update saying he should start against Norwich. That's been um, repeated, I think, in various media outlets. Uh, we did apparently have a player flying in for a medical on Friday. Uh, haven't heard anything on that. I don't know if there was any news in post-match interviews or anything. I don't think so. I think the mole's been quiet on that as well, actually. So we need to get him on it. Yeah, no idea. Um, Tiger obviously had a question fired at him that was based around the stadium again. And he said, Mr. Mack is still working on options in the background. He did say, if land is available and it's a reasonable price, we'll go for it. And he said there was one option that's being pursued that fits into that category. So, you know, hopefully something 
we get some kind of further detail on that. But yeah, the sooner the better, really. Um, other news, I put this in here because Dean Saunders helped me out with the quiz last week. <laughs> but he was obviously done for drunk driving. And again, if anyone hasn't seen that video, like he is an absolute tool. I would, I'd highly recommend watching it. It's obviously not funny because he could have caused a serious accident. And but he's a he's a massive lightweight if he gets in that state off one pint. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he was just at the police. He was at the he was at the police counter just saying, "What's better for me if I do the breathalyzer, like, or I don't do it? What's better?" And the police are going, "Just do the breathalyzer, you complete my, moron." My li- my lawyer's on its way. He's on his way. Do I do the breathalyzer or do I wait for my lawyer? No, just just. <laughs> Serious, just fuck off, Dean, mate. You're a joke. <laughs> it God. was pretty. It was pretty pathetic. It's just not good for a guy that's obviously in the media spotlight. You just, it's just not good. It's not good for the sport either, really. No. And as I said, I was just tur- he was just turning me on Talksport because I used to have to turn it off, and I was just like, yeah, I can deal with it now. But I, I no. Anyway. Uh, final thing, it's a bit random, but Samir Carruthers uh, signed for Cambridge on a one-year deal. So good luck to Samir. He never really hit the ground with us and obviously he's always been plagued with injury issues. So maybe he'll have a good run. And if he does get back to fitness, Cambridge have got a very, very good player for League Two. So, Right, we better talk about football. So, Ben, are you going to run through Millwall for us? I will run through Millwall, not physically, but verbally. <laughs> uh, so I followed this on Twitter on Tuesday, but did uh, watch it back, the full match replay on iFollow earlier on today, uh, which I've not done before. And actually, I think that's a, it's a useful thing to do, just to watch back the game and have a look at everything from a different perspective. Um, we've made eight changes. Uh, Eastwood and goal uh, survived from Saturday, as did Moore at centre-back. Uh, Burko made his first appearance for the club. Messina and Long also coming back in. Midfield three of Hansen, Baptiste and Sykes, who uh, we've made available for loan. So this was widely reported as very much a do-or-die opportunity for him to, to keep his place in the team for the summer. Uh, f- up front, we had Ford, Mackey and Hall as the front three. Just to briefly go through what happened, um, Mill got the goal in the 29th minute. Um, Moore was slightly out of position, beaten for a, a good flick on header to Bud Varsen, the uh, Icelandic international, who was part of that great team from Euro 2016. Uh, Just before the stroke half-time, I don't know what the referee or the assistant was doing, but if they can't see that shirt pull on uh, Baptiste, then I don't think we've got a hope in hell of ever getting any decisions. It was was stonewall as stonewall could be. Didn't happen. But second half, uh, they got a a second again, Bud Varsen, just nipped forward from a a good cross, just beat more. But I I watched it... I think it's just a good cross and a good header. You could say Moore was out of position, but I think it's just a just a well worked goal. He he runs a he runs across him, doesn't he? Just in front of yeah, him. Yeah, he just so. beats him, but it's a good header, I think, ultimately. Um and he should have had his hat trick a few minutes later. Again, a well worked move. He just curled it off the outside of the post, luckily for us. Um after that haul, he had a couple of more efforts. He did did all right, had a good free kick in the first half. He had a few shots in the second, one of them the keeper was stranded. Um and then, having survived several Millwall chances uh, and seemingly out of nowhere, we, we got a goal. Deflected shot from Sykes. Uh, pretty well-worked move. Started with... Um, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. Started with Woodburn. Uh, 
good run on the left hand side, a couple of sideways passes. Sykes did it first time. Lucky deflection, but you've got to you've got to you've got to enter the raffle, buy the ticket, as they used to say. Or something like that anyway. Uh and then after that, Millwall just seemed to sit back. They just went very defensive. Their well worked game plan from the first eighty five minutes was out the window and they just couldn't push out. Uh, Thorne was, as you've put James, quite apt, was acting as a quarterback. That sort of diagonal pass was very effective, um, kept the pressure up, uh, and ultimately that led to Woodburn winning the penalty on the 90-plus-3 minutes, uh, and then a minute later, he, Henry blasted it in, which led us to the dreaded penalties, where <laughs> we did all right. We got four penalties all scored, Thorne, Woodburn, Henry and Messino. Uh, Millwall had two that went in, but Varsen hit the bar, and then a good save from Eastwood to keep out Ferguson. So all in all, not uh, not a bad night worth, given uh, how it looked for ninety nine percent of the game. Um, a lot of people left, didn't they? They did, uh, and uh, hopefully they learnt their lesson for Saturday, as I'm sure John will describe in a in a few minutes' time. <laughs> but uh, I think generally Millwall. With the better side, it was obvious that their their championship material, they just uh, kept their shape well, they worked hard, they pressed very efficiently, just seemed to switch off in the last five minutes, which is a bit bizarre, but obviously we took advantage of that well. Uh, Baptiste coming back in, looked strong, uh, very very positive in his movements, always driving forward, looking up, looking for the next ball. Uh, some great cross-field balls, uh, particularly in the second half. thought Ford coming in made a, a number of good runs, but otherwise was quite quiet. Didn't really, didn't really push hard to, to claim a place in the starting eleven. Uh, when Woodburn came on, though, that I think that really sparked us into life. He he looks like he's just got that energy to to drive forward. He lifted us up. He was he was keen to win the ball. Not only did he win the penalty, but he was also influential in the build up to the, the first goal. Um, I think Mackey obviously works hard. He was always trying to close the ball down, put pressure on the keeper. Just watching it, it just feels like we need that second man to help him. Uh, it only happened once or twice in the game, but when it did, their defenders panicked. They didn't know what to do. It all went back to the keeper, and he was in a rushed clearance, and it generally gave us the ball back. It's just one thing we maybe push on a bit more. Uh, and like I said, I watched this this morning, so I was focusing a bit on Burko just in case Ruffles is uh, is injured because he went off late in the game on Saturday. So I was watching Burko a little bit and. He's, he's very much a forward-focused, attacking left-back, uh, really good on the overlaps. Sort of, you imagine Gary Neville always just running as fast as he can down the wing. His crosses were, were not too bad. But the problem with that is he just left gaps in behind him. We were always susceptible. McCarthy had all the time in the world to run. And Hansen was just dragged out from his position to cover, which meant we had a, a hole in front of defence. So if he does play, I think that's something that we've really got to keep an eye on. Um, uh, but lastly, we he's, um, just... Ben. Do you think he's genuine? Could you say he was genuine competition for Ruffles? He's obviously a, a youngster, but I mean, is, is, does he look like he could step up? Because I mean, if Ruffles is injured, we're, we're a bit stuffed. Yeah, I think he he looks a good footballer, but I just think he, he it was obviously hadn't had a lot of game time, not at that sort of level of football. Um, I think the, the ability the ability is there, but I think uh, for him to come in. After that game, I think will be a, a bit of a stretch. I think I suspect he'll play on Tuesday, um, but whether or not he'll, if he's needed on Saturday, whether he can step up to that level, we'll have to wait and see. Do you not think that uh, perhaps this player that we're looking at 
are bringing in that you know apparently has had a merit, uh, medical sorry um, is a fullback. I, th- I think they said he was going to be a winger. Um, but, okay. And for, I don't know why, but I think someone said it was a, on the right wing. But maybe I'm. Who knows? I thought I, I, re- I thought I'd read somewhere that Robinson said it wouldn't be isn't winger. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought it'd be it would be a fullback of, of of some sort, but I guess obviously it's all speculation in it. So I just thought it was a question that I throw out there just in case we, you know, some of you think that we might need a a bit of cover in the fullback positions. Well, he said he definitely said on the interview KR that it wasn't a striker, and so you know we can narrow it down from that, but we'll see. <laughs> Is that it, Ben? Got yeah. West Ham in the next round. Uh- West Ham, as I say, we were all there for the draw. I think we were all hoping for a, a big tie, preferably a northern away one, but we've got West Ham at home. I think it'll be a good game. I, I don't think we'll get anything out of it, but we've done we've done stranger things in the past. We'll lose 1-0 to a Mark Noble penalty. <laughs> Again. <laughs> it's just one of those where, you you know, you just got, it's just got to assume it's going to go with form and just if our performance is good, then we'll take it. <laughs> it It'll be interesting as to whether we play a stronger team to try and actually get a result. But, you know, I still expect at least kind of four or five changes from the 11 that will play in the league game. So, And you could make you could make this argument about a championship team, but you could be also stronger if you say, well, put your best players up against premiership players and they'll learn from playing up against them, like players like Baptiste and, and so on. It's great experience for them. Others, such as Henry and so on, probably don't need to do it as much, but... I'd, I'd say there's a stronger case for playing a better team, just regardless of that learning point. Yeah, I agree with that, definitely. And also, just to just to insert a caveat, me saying again to uh, your comment on Mark Noble, I got him confused with Scott Parker, who was the one that scored yeah. against him. <laughs> I did so, think that, but I, I was like, I'm not yeah, gonna, I'm not I, gonna correct I, you. I can't imagine Scott Parker's gonna be coming on, you know, just as a as an appearance from on loan from Fulham, uh, from Fulham's dugout to go and score against us, but we'll see. <laughs> Stranger things have happened. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Any closing thoughts? I guess the main thing to say is it's weird how a game could seem so completely dead for us to actually come out and win. Like it's it was strange. Like eighty fifth minute, I was. I think I put the bins out and I came back inside like <laughs> ten seconds before Sykes got the goal and had the radio on in my living room and I was like, I okay. Think there's probably an element of luck in that. In that result, to be honest, it was we'd puff, huffed and puffed throughout sort of ninety minutes, and then uh, Henry and uh, Sykes crop up with two goals. So good stuff. I just think it shows a bit of character to keep going until the final whistle, and that's that's what pleased me the most out of out of the result, to be honest. Right. Should we move on to what was another emotional comeback in commentary? John, do you want a special interlude before we go into it? Oh, absolutely, yeah. That, that's just the normal one. I thought it was going to be ex- no. extra special. But, a, co- um... a Coventry themed. What would <laughs> what's Coventry famous for? Um, Apart from not, something to sent not to a Coventry, lot, I don't think. Sent to Coventry and all that. Yeah, not playing um, in their own stadium. <laughs> yeah, perhaps. Anyway, 
Slam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. Shut. <laughs> shut up. Shut up, Connor. Yeah. For fuck's sake, uh, mate. Just let me get on with it. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> right. I mean, come on, where's... John. Get on with it. Fuck's sake. Yeah. Well, where's start? With... <laughs> let's start with that. This game, really. I mean, crazy, entertaining. I think. I think the overall perception is we we did play quite well. Um, obviously, a roller coaster and um, some. I think KR was quite positive after the game, which I think there's still some gaps to address, but we'll, we'll kind of get to that later. Um, I, di- I didn't go to Ben's level of detail. I did, I did listen to the game, and I, I had two friends there as well who have sent me uh, reports. So I'm going to sort of mash between those two things and then obviously feel free to, to dive in. So I think there's quite a few things to discuss. Um, in terms of the key moments, I mean, and I think there were lots and lots of chances created all game, but as ever, it's the point about finishing them and being resolute at the um in defense you've got to start with with Mackie and uh the sitter that he missed great cross yeah. from Cadden and then I don't know if to laugh or cry when I saw that back in in real life I mean go on Andy no you're all right go on it's just one of them where it's not there was an easier like that Woodburn one from the other week was worse than Mackie's like when it comes, he's kind of what on the edge of the six yard box, but it's coming at him at pace. It's the main issue is he doesn't readjust his body and he just pummels it onto one of the cars behind the fence. But yeah, I felt for him. <laughs> just, just, just laugh for those when you just see it and you just laugh. But anyway, um, their goal, I mean, bit of a bit of a silly, silly foul to give away, but. Reasonable free kick, but I don't know what other people think. But I was—I wondered. I mean, maybe I'm being a bit picky, but whether Eastwood could do a little bit better on that. And is there a bit of a trend emerging about his some of his performances this season? Or I mean, it was obviously it was a good free kick, well placed, and all that. But did did people think he could have done a bit better? Or I mean, I being remember a bit saying. The, I remember saying in the last podcast that we can't put too much um, on Eastwood for his performances. However, for that goal. In particular, I was disappointed with two things. One, his own positioning, and secondly, the wall's positioning as well. Because if he's got the wall, it, it, to me, it looks like the free kick's gone round the side of the wall. I don't know about I don't know about you boys, but yeah, that's yeah, whipped round the side of it. And I'm sorry, if mm. if it's gone round the side, he should be able to cover that post. So he should be able to get that yeah. and get into the bottom corner and save that. So when I first saw it back, and I watched it back a few times afterwards, I was disappointed with either A, the wall, and on, on the flip side of that, his positioning then based on the wall's positioning. So I think it was a disappointing goal to concede, to be honest. Didn't seem that well particularly hard struck, but I think that's easier to say on, on video. But so obviously that was against the probably against the run of play. Um bit of a sucker punch for the second, obviously lovely volley from Woodburn off the post. Um they break up the air there and but in, and again no one tracked Dodden who um who laid it off and then came back to to score it. So that's obviously an, an error there. Um but then, you know, Mackie regains himself and scores an absolute beauty, which was just the absolute ridiculous to the sublime for him, really. Um, <laughs> and then, and then it really starts to get a bit, a bit crazy. Um, for their, for our equaliser, um, Cadden was putting in good crosses all, all game. Is a real, real attribute from what I've, I've seen and heard about. And Darbo with a absolute striker's finish i have no idea why why he had to put that much venom and placement on it but i mean so good i so good you could that was <laughs> brilliant really um especially then, as he's a so, swindon player as well that makes it even better well, yeah it gets better <laughs> um, <laughs> sure it does 
But then my, my friend Will, who was at the game, um, was saying after that, you know, we really dominated and it could have even be 3-2, 4-2. But, you know, we switched off after a throw, which I was listening and apparently wasn't a throw and KR was going mental about it. But anyway, yeah. you've got to stay focused. Um, and he went went 3-2 three, three, down and, you know, a pretty good finish from um, from O'Hare that we touched on in the in the last podcast. And then, you know, deep into stoppage time, craziness continues and... Fosu showed the the quality that I think we've paid for by by keeping it in as the ball came out from a from a corner and um, smashes it in the middle and, and Darbo <laughs> completes his his double. Um, which is... Have you seen the the video of Darbo's second goal from behind the goal? You know, like the goal cam. No, I haven't seen that. It's even funnier than like from the angle of where like the highlights are from. The second one looks more dramatic, and you can't really tell what happens for the. F- the, the third goal that we score but his second he proper just smashes it in like he, it looks completely intentional it's fantastic I'd highly recommend <laughs> looking at the goal cam for that for a second it's great we must have had something sure. on him yeah blackmail must have been going on it's just the two superb finishes but anyway it's just a three all overall and um, you know I think as I said we'll, we'll get on to a bit of a summary at the end and have a bit of a discussion but in terms of some brief points on some of the players by all accounts, Moore had a much better game, which I think is very welcome. Um, Cadden, very good, putting lots of crosses, doing very well with Henry. Um, Goran and Brannigan had good games as well. Um, I think my, a couple of my friends commented, though, that probably their lapses in concentration probably had a big play in some of the Coventry goals. But, you know, they're getting through a lot. And as I was listening to, Goran was making tackle after tackle. So I don't think you can hold too much against him. James Henry, I think universally agreed, had a, had a ridiculous game, um, making all sorts of things happen. Um, did make some odd shot selection choices, which I thought was a bit random. He did a great turn in the middle of the pitch on the highlights and then just absolutely blazed it when yeah. the layoff to Cadden looked to me like the better option. But, I mean, he's really, I think he's one of our, our best players, technically really good, and he just doesn't get the limelight. He probably... He looks fit as well. Is. Yeah, doesn't it? Like that turn, the reference there. I didn't know who it was because I was like, "Who's got pace and was playing in the middle at the moment?" Because he, he looked like he had a real turn of pace. Did not look like James Henry. So that's good no, stuff. I think out on the right, he's um, he's very effective. Um, again, Ben mentioned Ford. Um, he's apparently yeah a good performance, but went a bit quiet. Um, a couple of them both commented on on Woodburn saying, I mean, obviously they both knew who he was and, and Will's an Oxford fan, so follows it closely. But um, clearly, saying about Woodburn, clearly got quality, but doesn't impose himself and actually leaves Mackie quite isolated, which I think we know and doesn't get close enough to him. And I can't, I think someone's touched on it already that actually we need someone a bit closer up to, to Mackie. So that it's, I think Woodburn's a bit up and down at the moment, really. Um, so I think sort of overall, the feeling from what I listened to and what, what they've talked about is that we were very played very well, probably the, the better footballing side. Um, but however, it's the same thing of Coventry were well organised, hitters on the on the counter very well, and I think felt like a team that knew what to expect, that knew we'd, we'd be very good um, footballing wise and moving it around and and so on. But I think you just need to enjoy these games really, and the counter, the ability to come back, which we already talked about with Millwall, is um, is superb really. So not not too much. I think you can really complain about um it is that thing about being good in the middle of the pitch not taking a lot of opportunities and by all accounts we had very very many of them really so yeah i think can't complain about too much after the end of it um i i did find 
KR's comments after the match a bit um, a bit random in a way. I mean, he was no doubt right to talk up how good a performance it was in terms of how the team played for keeping the ball, moving it around and, and that sort of stuff. But And he talked about it being a young team and needing to learn. But he didn't really talk about the fact we shipped three goals, didn't really talk about yeah. that much. Um, and yes, all right, we know Matt Taylor's injured and, and not in the team. And, and we know Jamie Mackey is what it is, but we we can't keep... You know, and Mark Robbins said we were the better team, and I think the Peterborough manager said we were the better team. Uh, sorry, maybe it was sorry, the Burton manager said we were the better team, and we can't see getting into this position and sort of a young team that's learning is is going to run out of steam. So I felt they're a bit bizarre after those sort of comments after the match, really. But um, what did other people think? I think the um, I think we were quite unlucky to be honest. I think we dominated in in sort of periods but I think we've just it's one of those we've switched off and let three goals slip that could probably be or could be avoidable Um, but then again we've shown quite a bit of fight to come back and we haven't given up Um, again Fosu has he's shown obviously why we brought him in I think he'll probably only go from strength to strength so I think we're just lacking that cutting edge to be honest um, especially up front Um, yeah I think Baptiste will Baptiste and Fossu will obviously end up being in the starting eleven rather than coming off the bench in the coming weeks if they're both fit and firing. And um yeah, the thing you said about KR is where I was at as well when I was listening to it. We said it last week as well. You just would like him to kind of summarise the game in a bit more depth and be less emotional and just say random stuff. Because it's a theme and we've talked about it on the pod before. We seemingly batter teams score in in this case we scored three goals and that's you know that should be fine to win it you know that should be enough to win a game at home but we're conceding hang on there's something going on with the pod have we lost andy <laughs> are you guys still there yeah i'm, I'm still yeah here. we're still here like, okay. yeah. you disappeared like we lost you um he just drops out for a minute phew i think the uh the dan adji thing was a little bit strange as well from Obviously, I think they made a big point that he was going to be part of the match day squad. Uh, we'd seen a, a tweet that somebody had put out, about, presuming it was a stadium tour, with him sat in the changing rooms with Baptiste and his, his shirt hung up, and it came to it, and he wasn't even in. He wasn't in on the substitute bench. So I think that for me was a bit of a strange one. I think he, it's, it's all been a bit cloak and dagger as to what the issue is with Dan Adji, whether, whether it's fitness, whether it's some sort of underlying issue. Um, I just I don't know really. Yeah, it is a weird one. But again, we'll see how he does on Tuesday in the Mickey Mouse trophy. Yeah, I mean, at, the end, at the end of the day, a point at home to a team that's unbeaten, doing very well. As you say, players like Baptiste will only come in. And it is, if we tighten the defence up a, a little bit and take a few more chances, then this conversation is completely different. So in theory, we're a work in progress. It's just, it's kind of what we look like in five, ten, ten games time. And if we're still talking about the same issues then it's a much bigger problem. Yeah, cool. Right, should we go on to what's gone on around League One? Connor. I got you, mate. Right, so League One update, um, or as we should now name it, the weekly Bolton 5-0 loss update. Um, Because Bolton lost 5-0 again. 
to Chillingham, I believe. Um, I will not run through all the games. I'm just going to run through a few just to sort of keep us updated on what's going on around us. Uh, Ipswich, they continued their unbeaten start to the season with a nice 3-0 win, three-nil win rather over Shrewsbury. And uh, I like to mention this, and I did it last week as well. James Norwood, a player who I'm a big fan of, uh, was on the score sheet again. Uh, Lincoln also, they, uh, they bounced back from their 4-2 loss Everton uh, at midweek, which we all watched at the pub together, which was good fun on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, they certainly walked away from that game with their heads held high. And they obviously followed that momentum into their 2-0 win over Fleetwood, uh, who obviously we have uh, coming up. Uh, Tyler Walker, who I believe he's the lad on loan from uh, Nottingham Forest, who I believe Forest, we were yeah. linked with. Yeah, he, he looks very he's, good. Yeah, he scored both goals for them. Uh, Peterborough absolutely smashed Sunderland 3-0. Has Sunderland led in the game with nine men. Um, wow. With, is uh, he still... And Charlie Wake being sent off. <laughs> I'm surprised um, Jack Ross is still there, to be honest. Yeah. I thought he'd, I, I I said, thought he'd be gone. Yeah, I said this to you when we went to the uh, Sunderland game at the beginning of the season. I, I said, I don't think he'll be there if they have a bad start. And I'm not saying they've had a terrible start, but... They don't look that great. I think give it give it another month, perhaps, and if they don't start to pick up good results, he'll be off. Um, on the back of that, uh, Pompey secured a, a solid away point as uh, they were away from home against Blackpool, uh, and also AFC Wimbledon drew nil nil at home to Wickham. So there hasn't really been that much movement of the ta- in the table this week, um, and just focusing on us for for a moment. Uh, despite us picking up that point, obviously a very good point, as we've just spoken about, um, given the circumstances, um, we've dropped down to 18th. And I know James uh, wants to say a few a few things about uh, our position this, this season versus it, last season. You announced it like it was a wedding speech. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> um, very good. Very good. All, it, very good. all it was is I was out having a wander listening to the Oxford game, uh, listening to the commentary game. And... I was starting to wonder what our league position was at this stage last year versus what it is now. And if we didn't get the bit of luck that we needed against Coventry, then we would have had an exact, well, apart from the goal difference, nearly an exact replica of the start with six games played. And I think we'd have had four points and obviously we've got the draw. So now we've got five this season. But it feels completely different to last year, which is the weird thing. So... Rather, I was kind of in an emotional state, just getting frustrated at the fact we weren't picking up the points and, you know, that we kind of seemingly deserved. But I've kind of got over that a bit now. And I put something on Twitter based around kind of having more of an objective view and looking at the actual stats associated with the first six games of last year and this year. You can see there's been a real upturn in terms of like possession, like shots for us, shots against have gone down, like... loads more corners this year Um, I think corners against was the only thing that was a negative on all of that but we were like up kind of like it's quite but you know I I like stats I like data guys I'm quite boring like that but it it does you can kind of see it all kind of coming together so I'm still feeling positive but the one thing that did keep me a bit on edge is that it took us we didn't really recover from the start did we last year so after six games, we had four points. After 11, I couldn't believe this. After 11 games, we had five points. So <laughs> I don't expect that to be the case this season, right? But 
again, it's we've got Fleetwood. We've got some tough games still coming up. Um, so hopefully we don't get into some kind of place where by November or something, it even looks like a challenge to push for the playoffs. I don't think that will be the case this year. But anyway, look at those numbers. They're interesting. Well, I think they're interesting. Has anyone had a chance to look at those numbers? I'm just scanning over them now. Yeah, it is quite interesting. It might be worth putting it out on the um, Twitter account just for people to have a look on. Um, I'm trying yeah, to think. One thing was we've had 46 corners in the league this year and we have not scored from a corner. That does not sound <laughs> that, good. That is absolutely ridiculous. Like <laughs> On paper, yeah. that is ridiculous that we haven't scored a single goal from 40. Was it 47 corners? 46 corners. 46, yeah. Yeah, especially um, with the height in our side as well. Yeah, and this time last year we'd had 32 corners. And the games we had last year, Barnsley, Fleetwood, Portsmouth, Accrington, Burn, Sunderland, like it's relative, they're kind of comparable to the fixtures we've had this year. I think Barton, uh, Barton? <laughs> Definitely not Barton. <laughs> Definitely not Barton. <laughs> Barnsley. <laughs> Barnsley were a uh, like class above, which we could see early on, but the possession stats don't surprise me at all. Um, shots going up doesn't surprise me. Shots against has gone down significantly from, I think it was 70, yeah, 75 last season to 59 at this stage. So, but we're conceding, you know, we're still conceding a lot of goals. But either way, data is data, but we'll see how we get. It's something that we should probably look at after 10, 12 games or something and then do another comparison to see where we're at. But I guess it's the, um, it's the performance difference in performances. I mean, I remember that Barnsley game, a number of us went and just knocked the stuffing out of, of us all, how how far away we were. And then I vaguely recall the performances didn't get much better. We've obviously had a number of pretty good performances and it's just a bit of a combination of things not going our way and us not being sharp enough and not having a striker and, and so on and so on. But I'm just intrigued to read about how many corners we're having. Oh, no. We really have 14 corners against Coventry. That's crazy. But yeah, let's put it out and um, let's try and do some more of this stuff. Yeah. Right, we're into the fun trivia misc trivia section andy are you ready for your special intro i'm ready andy dent hello and welcome to andy dent's trivia corner on this day which is the 1st of september 2019 um yeah i know we've we've been talking about picking some um some miscellany out, some interesting uh, facts, which I've done, actually. So nobody has to choose uh, tell me when to stop. So I've got, obviously, the one from my little book of wonder, which is uh, date-based. Date so I'll read that one, because that doesn't generally throw up anything very interesting. So we'll go through that first. You, you need to maintain the illusion that you're at least pretending to flick to something, and then no, hold, well. hold the thing up. It's okay. too late now. It's too late. It's too late. But next time... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, the, the, the mystery's gone. <laughs> so, uh, without further ado, I shall crack on. So, uh, this this particular little bit of uh, fact factoid is from Tuesday, the first of September, nineteen thirty-six. Um, Harry Brian Bud Houghton was born in Madras, India. He was signed from Southend United in March nineteen sixty-one for two thousand pounds, a new club record by Arthur Turner, who had managed him in Birmingham City. 
He played 114 games for United, scoring a phenomenal 75 goals before leaving for Lincoln City for £6,000 in March 1963. He was the club's leading scorer in 1961-62 with 43 goals, an all-time club record, and in 1962-63 with 18 goals, Houghton scored a record 22 home goals in 1961-62 and netted in 12 consecutive home matches, another record. Houghton died in 1994. Rest in peace, Bud, rest in peace. We could do with a striker that scores in 12 consecutive home games. 12. I was going to say, I was thinking, I can't remember the last time we scored in three, never mind 12. <laughs> Maybe cost six grand, all the better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, this is this is the interesting one, and I love the title of this one. The title of this one, uh, which I've just flicked through. I flicked through my book and it stopped on this page. So the uh, the title of this fact is Maxwell's Chopper. <laughs> Oxford United's AGM in 1986 was probably the shortest on record. It was due to start at 12 noon on Thursday. Awkward enough. But Chairman Robert Maxwell arrived early and despite the protests from his fellow board members started proceedings well before noon. He rattled through the agenda and the, and the meeting was finished less than five minutes after it had started. Maxwell left the room as bemused shareholders were arriving and made his way to the helicopter waiting in the centre circle of the Manor Pitch before flying off to Edinburgh to visit the year's Commonwealth Games, sponsored by his Mirror Group newspapers. And much to the disgust of groundsman Mick Moore, Maxwell urinated in the centre of the pitch. Wow. What a guy. <laughs> Legend. I like that. <laughs> I've, stood, I've stood on that pitch and I'm now I'm just thinking, God, I've, I was so close to it. Have you, are you have you still got the shoes? Because you might have Maxwell's <laughs> piss on your shoes. Well, that's the thing. I don't think I do, no. But, um, uh, essence of Maxwell. Oh. So, so there we go. There's a little bit of uh, factoid and trivia for you, uh, for you, for our listeners to feel enlightened. I wonder if he would pass the like fit and proper persons test. <laughs> like, I doubt it very much. I doubt there was anything back in those days. If he had, if he had the money, you were a chairman of a football club. I was going to say, has a tendency to piss on the pitch. <laughs> but it's his pitch. He can do what he wants. True. Right. On that note, should we move on? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> right, we need to preview some football. Who is it? Andy? No, I don't know. There's a game apparently happening, but yeah. I know nothing about this particular I, game. So, uh, Yes, so to what I've heard, I, I don't know about you guys, but we're playing on Tuesday night uh, at home to Norwich City under 21s. But then quite quickly afterwards, we play on Saturday to Fleetwood. Is that right, Andy? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you're on about, mate. This this game, I think it's a bit of a ghost game. Whatever's going on, so uh, yeah, Fleetwood. I know that's definitely happening. Uh, yeah, so Fleetwood, they're a bit of a, a bit of a bogey team for us, to be honest. Um, we've played them ten times in the league since 2013. Um, the first one in League Two, they've won eight of those games and drawn two, so not a great record. Um, they finished eleventh last season as opposed to our 12th. So we're fairly close in terms of uh, where we finished in the league. Uh, their current form, uh, they've lost three, drawn one and won one. Uh, the last result being a 2-0 away win. Oh, sorry, 2 away loss at Lincoln, uh, obviously on Saturday. Uh, our form is obviously lost three, drawn two, uh, with our last result being 3-3 at home to Coventry. 
their current manager, obviously, as a lot of people probably know, because he's quite a, a character, is Joey Barton. Yeah, we don't like Joey. Um, <laughs> he was actually, uh, as well as sort of pretending to be French and uh, being a Frenchman, he's also, <laughs> he's also a, bit, uh, a nasty bit of work. Uh, definitely a nasty bit of work. He was char- actually charged with ABH um, after an altercation with uh, Barnsley manager Daniel Stendhal last season. Um, could, we don't, we don't we know just, the ins and outs of Can we just say it straight? Can we just say that he's a dickhead? Yeah, he is a dickhead. He's yeah. a ball bag. All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, that's it. That's the elephant outside the room. Joey, if you're listening, you're a cock, but that's just our <laughs> I opinion. Tagged, I did tag like the uh, Fleetwood Town, you know, like hashtag into the preview the fact that we were doing this so uh, they're well, going to be they're going to be lick, getting to this this section and going oh we'll have to yeah, keep, they don't keep, like we'll have to keep our heads down on saturday then yeah no yeah. we'll we'll just <laughs> we'll we'll put it out there it's not actually fleetwood we don't like it's just your manager he's um yeah yeah, yeah. it's unfortunate for you but hey um so their transfer business so far i know the window's not quite shut for us um probably the most notable um recognizable character Chad Evans which I know we were we were linked with for quite some time it was on it was off it was on it was off but he eventually signed for uh, Fleetwood on a two-year deal from Sheffield United um, he hasn't actually started a game for them yet um, but uh, we do know that he knows where the back of the net is so if he does does feature against us um, he's he's quite dangerous can be quite dangerous he came on on Saturday um, so he must be close yeah, I don't know whether he was injured or lack of match fitness. I'm not sure, but yeah, he's probably. I would have thought once he's up to where he needs to be, probably he would be a regular starter. Um, they've also signed goalkeeper Matt Gilks from Lincoln and centre back Peter Clark from Oldham, both on one year deals. They're both quite old, old in terms of footballing age. I think they're both. I want to say. I'm not sure what they are, but I know they're, they're at the higher end of the, the football and spectrum in terms of age. Um, but obviously, they bring a wealth of experience and know the game. Players to watch, obviously, Patrick Madden. He scored four goals in his last uh, six appearances. Um, Harry Sutar, uh, six foot five Australian centre back. He is, he made, his name even sounds Australian, doesn't it? Sutar. Sutar, mate. Sutar, mate. <laughs> Harry Sutar. Uh, yeah, I've got to say, all, I've got to say this bit in an Australian accent now. So Harry Suda is a six foot five Australian centre back. Uh, will cause us problems when crossing balls into the box and with you don't have pieces. to say an Australian accent. No, I didn't have to, but <laughs> it adds a it adds a little bit of comedy to the podcast, John. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Please, yeah, please continue. Yeah, I, yeah, I can't enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah, John, shut the fuck up. Do the whole thing in an Australian <laughs> accent, then go on. Oh, you want me to do the rest of it? Not? Oh, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, only, you don't, I'm, say, I'm, much, I'm you don't only... say much baiting. Yeah, I'll do it. Give, give me another accent. I'll do it in any accent. Mongo- just... Mongolian. Oh, no, come on. That's not an accent, is it? That's a language. No, actually, please don't do that. Yeah, I was going to say, the, the amount... Oh, you, want me, you want me to do the last bit of this in a, a, as Genghis Khan's, is what you're saying? Do it in your best British, please. Best really British, okay Queen then. Best, best British, oh boys, okay. What, what? So, um, interesting players that have played for both of us. So, we've got uh, Wesley Burns. If you You're want doing to a Selby accent. Selby. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm out, I'm, I'm done. Selby is kind of the typical one. Guys, can we, let's get it together. Andy, people want to know about the players of Fleetwood. 
including me. Yeah. So anyway, we were talking about Harry Sutar, the Australian centre back. He'll probably is is pretty big. He's strong. He'll it causes some bother in the box. Um, obviously, players that have played for both of us. Wes Burns was on loan with us in the 14-15 uh, season. Um, didn't set the world on fire with us, but more recently they've had uh, Conor McElhaney. He's played for both of us. He was the, uh, decent when he was with us on loan in the uh, in 2017. Who was Wes Burns again? Someone. Well, exactly. Who was he's... Wes Burns? He's a forward uh, winger. Was he a wing? Is he a winger? I think he's a winger. Yeah, yeah, he's a winger. Yeah. But he didn't really yeah. do much. I think he was only with us from May till June, I want to think. Um, yeah, quite, oh, no, that was, young, that was McElhaney, yeah. Um, but to be fair, he hasn't done a great deal at uh, Fleetwood either. Um, obviously, Conor McElhaney, we both know, everybody knows who he was. I think he did well when he was with us on loan. He was liked by us and had a, a great season so far with Fleetwood. Um, but I believe he's injured. Um, he's out for another three weeks or so, so probably won't feature... Um, interestingly, uh, Fleet would have only had one clean sheet this season, so they're quite likely to leak some goals. Um, and then on to the sort of away day information for anybody going to the match. Um, obviously, if you don't know, they play at the Highbury Stadium, uh, which only has a capacity of 5,327, interestingly. Um, mm. It's quite a small stadium, uh, but probably the right way to do it. If you've Obviously, we all know ours is 12,500, but we never rarely fill that so what's the point in having all those seats uh away fans are split between two stands so you've got around 800 in the percy ronson stand um he sounds like a gangster doesn't he is he like the, the, the gangster of fleetwood yeah he's in the is fish it, yeah. trade <laughs> fleetwood um, yeah so the bulk of the fans will be in the percy ronson terrace um and then any additional um in the parkside stand if needed um, away tickets are £22 for the terrace uh, if you want to go and sit with Percy and um, 24 <laughs> in the Parkside stand. <laughs> Can you boys just like pack it in? I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to tell our, our fans where, what, a little bit about the club and where to go. And you're just making a mockery of this section. Just talk Sorry, about the pub. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's crack on with this. Let's get this done. Just because you want to do your quiz, Connor, I'm going to drag it out, man. I'm dragging it out. Um, obviously, if you have been there, you know, it's, and you're planning on getting but there by train, it is quite awkward. Um, the closest train station is Poulton the Flight, which is uh, about five miles away from the stand or the stadium, sorry. <clears throat> um, or you can actually go to Blackpool North, which is about a 20 quid taxi ride. Um, why you'd want to do that, I don't know. Um but that's the options there. Um, ben, Ben, what did you do when you went last year? Uh, I didn't do it properly. I went to Blackpool North, but I didn't get a taxi. I got the tram and got to look at the sea for 45 minutes. It was wonderful. You didn't get, <laughs> you didn't get a pedalo. <laughs> I should have. It would have been quicker. Yeah. Well, so there you go. If you want to take the scenic route, there's also the tram that takes 45 minutes. Um, good news if you're driving, though. Um, there's plenty of off-street parking and free car parks fairly close by to the stadium. Uh, the London Road coaches are running from Oxford for £26. Um, pubs, in terms of pubs, there's a few fan away fan-friendly pubs within good distance of the ground. Um, some of them don't allow some people to wear the club colours, so if you are going to wear a shirt, take a jacket or something else to stick on top of it. And some of them don't allow children. That's quite old-fashioned, if you ask me. But Wow. 
I'm not I'm not one to tell the uh, publicans of Fleetwood what they should and shouldn't be doing. But yeah, so bear that in mind if you've got kids, obviously, I don't know, put a bag over the head or something or just make make out they're not they're not they're not children. Um, no, don't don't do that. Don't don't put bags over children's heads. It's um it's not safe, it's not big and it's not clever. And and we at the, the Tuckmanor podcast do not endorse putting a bag over a child's head. Call off the lawyers. <laughs> but, but do disguise them in some way, shape, or form if you want to uh, go to one of these pubs that I'm about to go through. Oh no, not a pub section. <laughs> <laughs> so the closest pub for anybody that wants a, a nice little shandy before the game is uh, Jim's Sports Bar at the ground. Uh, I, I'm not going to endorse any of these pubs, but um, yes, yeah, so that's a that's a pretty good bar close to the ground. Well, I think it's actually in the ground. Um, then there's the Strawberry Gardens and the Queen's Pub within walking distance, uh, and then the Thomas Drummond a bit further out, which is actually Weatherspoons. And then lastly, you've got the Mount, which Ben might have come past on his tram, uh, which is on the seafront. Uh, obviously, if you know, I don't know if the Yellow Army um, nominate any pubs or whether they plan on doing an away day, but if there are any nominated pubs that's been circulating on Twitter, then do let us know. Um, and that's that in a nutshell. Should we uh, should we do some predictions? I'll, I'll kick off with my prediction. I think that's probably there for the taking, to be honest. Um, I still think the lack of firepower up front is a, is a bit of an issue. We're getting plenty into the box, but I'm going to go... Let's uh, go 2-0 to Oxford. Have they they lost their last game, didn't we yeah, say, they lost, to Lincoln? Yeah, they lost 2-0 to Lincoln, but to be fair, I know Lincoln are up there. They're doing well, and I think you can't... You, I wouldn't take a lot from that, to be honest. I think if we probably played Lincoln at the same time, we'd be in a similar position. So, I'm going to say two-one, and we'll we'll score the winner in the 89th minute. Oof. Dan Adji, <laughs> Connor, I'm going for a two-one as well with James. Two-one away win. Uh, James Henry and uh, Fosu on the score sheet for Oxford. Uh, I was going to go two-one, but that's. Yeah, two one seems to be the uh, the score line. So I'm going to go something different. I'll go I'll go three one. I'm going to say Jai is going to get two and another another own goal. He's not going to play. That's <laughs> going to say he's not going to play. But ambitious. <laughs> I'm I'm going to buck the trend and uh, go for a, probably another high scoring draw. I think they're almost like us in a way, and they've got a lot of good players probably in the top end of the pitch. But clearly, as you've touched on, a conceding like uh, like anything. So I think high score and draw. Cool. Right. Before we move on, guys, I'd say every other pod has been family friendly until we've moved <laughs> to this one. And if we've got, we've now got killing children, swearing at each other, paying, yeah, terrible bags yeah. over children. Fuck. Fuck Joey Barton, I'll say it again. And if he could see me, he could see my middle finger up at him as well. And aggression. <laughs> um, I'm just picturing people in their cars going, oh, well, listen to another one of those nice podcasts with those nice chaps from <laughs> in your, the White Rose County. And then that is there going, fuck Joey Barton. <laughs> right. Connor, are you ready to do your quiz? Yeah, let's get on with this quiz. Come on. The quiz. So, today's quiz 
is going to be focusing around uh, well, the first set of questions will be focusing around Oxford United and transfers. So, and transfers. 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 So, I'm going to run you through some of the rules. So, um, I'm going to give you the name of an Oxford United player, and I want you to tell me the club that he signed, who we signed him from. So, each correct answer is worth one point. The person who provides that correct answer gets a bonus question that relates to that player. Uh, and these bonus questions do not necessarily fit around the transfer, but they relate to the player in some way. If that person answers correctly, again, uh, they will get another point. However, if they do not provide the right answer, then the uh, the bonus question is opened up to the floor. Um, cool. If you want to provide an answer, then please, can you state your name? <laughs> and wait for me to give you permission for the go-ahead. And once that's done, then uh, you can go for the... Uh, go for the question and go for the answer rather and go for the jugular so there are quite a few points up for grabs today um some of the bonus questions have two bonus points um so you may be able to get both which would be very impressive because these questions are pretty difficult um there's 10 questions in total uh, including bonus questions so we'll see how we get on in terms of time how we get through it all but uh if you guys are ready for the first question everyone understand yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. Right. Perfect. So, if you want to answer, if you want to answer, then just uh, go ahead, and I will write down the scores. So, question one: In two thousand and six, which team did Oxford United sign striker Yemi Odebedi from? John. 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 Go Easley. ahead. Easley. Incorrect. James. James. Go ahead. Was it Stevenage? Incorrect. <laughs> Shit. John, John was close. Oh, Andy, go on. Uh, Kate said, "Incorrect." <laughs> I will give you a clue. <laughs> Andy was close with the east. No, sorry, not Andy. John, sorry, John was close John. with the the east part. Eastbourne. Correct. Eastbourne Borough was the team. So, the follow-up bonus question, which does relate to the transfer, I'll I'll give you a bonus point if you can get within two thousand pound. How much did we sign Yemi Odebedi for? 15 grand. Incorrect. 25. So it's hard. It's it's very hard, but they get easier. They get easier. Right. Wasn't that far away. No, you weren't actually, to be fair. Question two. So, in uh, 1988, which team did Oxford United sign Mike Ford from? You're the one that moans about these types of questions. And you're throwing Mike Ford transfers I mean, at us. I mean, I mean, this is quite well known. Come on. I need, even I knew this without Wikipedia. West Brom? Incorrect. I'll give, no you a cl- I'll give you a clue. It's a Welsh team. J- James. James. Cardiff City. Correct. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Now, bonus question. So, uh, true or false, this question. I, as in me, once fell off and crashed Mike Ford's push bike and buckled his front wheel. True or false? James. It's a very self-indulgent quiz, Connor. It is, it is. Uh, I'm going to say... True. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Correct, it is true. You've got to go true in that situation. <laughs> yeah, 
I once fell off Mike Ford's bike and he wasn't very happy with me. That was when I used to play for Oxford City when he was the manager. So uh, he wasn't very happy with me for that one. <laughs> well done, James. <laughs> Question three. So in 2016, Oxford United signed defender Christian Ribeiro, a fullback. What team? Oh, oh, oh dramatic exit. Which team did we sign Christian Ribeiro from? Exeter. Yeah. Correct, John, but can you please say your name? This is it's bad manners. All right. Um, <laughs> John, right. <laughs> Bonus question. So, in 2017, unfortunately, Christian had to retire from football, but uh, which part of his body was injured that forced this early retirement? Oh, that's a good question. Um, is it something to do with his heart? Incorrect. No. So it's opened Andy. up to the floor. Uh, Andy. 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 Andy, was go it, on, Andy. Was it, was it his knee? Yeah. It was his knee. That's a point for Andy. Get well done, Andy. Right, question four. So in 2009, which team did Oxford sign Adam Chapman from? James. Sheffield United. Come on, James. Correct, James. Very good. Right, so the bonus question. Now... Adam Chapman plays for the oldest existing football club in the world currently can you name that club and for an extra extra bonus point can you name what year that club was formed in oh it's I know it's um, I always want to say Notts County but it's not Notts County it's it's a Sheffield club but I don't remember the name it is it is Sheffield can I answer it yeah Sheffield Football Club Sheffield Cor- FC. <laughs> correct. James is correct. Oh. It is Sheffield <laughs> FC. So, can you just go for a stab in the dark, mate? What year were they formed? Um, do I not get a point if I don't get this? I think that's extremely hard. No, 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 no. You do get a point. You've already got a point. You get an extra bonus point if you can get this. Like they an extra, extra bonus point. Six, 64 BC. I reckon um, <laughs> incorrect. 18... 18- 18, uh, 1881. No, they were formed in 1857, but yeah, we'll move on. Wow. Right, okay, so we're rolling about the years a bit now, as we were, but not quite, not quite back to uh, 1857, but in, uh, in 1980, which team did Oxford United sign Malcolm Shotton from? I'll have a go, James. Go on, James. Barnsley. <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> if we're struggling, I will give a clue. Uh, Andy. 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 Yeah, no, go on, no, Andy. it's not. Um, no, it's wrong. I, mean, I was going to say Bradford, but it's not. No, it's incorrect. Where's is Ben gone? Ben just chilling again. Ben, what's going on? <laughs> Ben's thinking. Yeah, just I'm just I'm these games are crap because I've got a second delay when we record this. So by the time I've shut my name out, it's already too late. So it's, just, <laughs> it's, nice, it's nice to listen though. It's always yeah. good to listen. Uh, and also, I have no idea, so I won't be answering this question either. <laughs> okay, right, uh, Andy. And, and uh, no, Andy. Oh. I know who it is. Andy, go ahead. Go on. Yeah, is it Nuneaton? Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> you cheating motherfucker. No, no, no absolute hey, cheating. Come on. Come on. No, I said <laughs> last week. I said last week. No, I, I, I said last week that Malcolm Shotton was a bit of a speciality of mine. 
Yeah, he to be fair, he did. I, just had, I, will, I, did uh, I will give him that. I just had to get the correct. I just had to get the grey matter, like, obviously kicking in. Right, Andy, I'm glad it's fallen on you now. So, as you're clearly the Malcolm Shotton expert in the group, um, which year did Shot, which year did Shotton resign as Oxford United's manager? Oh, fuck. Um... <laughs> it wasn't then. Nine, no, no, 99. Yeah. Correct. Well yeah. done. Very good. Right, question six. And this is a tough one. <laughs> if the other ones weren't <laughs> tough, this one's a tough one. Right. <laughs> the only reason I've included this question is because my, think... my mum fancied this player. Go on. Oh, oh, go on, go on. I think, I think we need to have we need to have videos on for these quizzes so we can look at <laughs> what people are looking at. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, in 2004, after several loan moves, Oxford United signed goalkeeper Chris Tardiff. Uh, my mum's a very oh. big fan of Chris Tardiff. Um, but which club did we sign Chris Tardiff from? And John I'll give you Portsmouth? a clue. Oh, gone. Correct. Very good. Right. Nice. Very good. Um, the bonus question. So I, I was Chris... a big fan of Chris Tardiff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I liked him as well. Um, Chris Tardiff represented uh, Northern Ireland under 19s in 2001. He then, <laughs> he then, no, hang on. He then went on to represent another country at international level in 2011. Can you name which country that was? Oh, is it like Guernsey or something? <laughs> Correct. It's Guernsey. Yeah. No way. That's <laughs> no way. Very good. Very good. Right. Question seven. So, in 2016, after a successful loan move, Oxford United signed the ultimate shithouser, that is Chris Maguire. But from which club did we sign him from? Oh, my God. Ben? Ben, go on, mate. Was it Hibs? It was not Hibs. John? Right, I'm it... going to go back to being quiet. Was it Chef Wednesday? <laughs> uh, oh. Incorrect. That was Steve McLean, wasn't it? I always he used did, to get them. He did play for Chef Wednesday. Yeah, he did, yeah, but we didn't sign him from them. It's a I team clue. It's a team that's up north and it is in and around you guys where you currently are. Andy. And Andy, go on. Rotherham? Correct, Rotherham United. Yes. Right, so the bonus question. This has this has uh, two bonuses. So um, one of Chris's best shithouse moments in an Oxford United shirt was after he scored a penalty kick in a League One game and he subsequently mocked the goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, can you tell me which team that was against? Oh. And for an extra, extra bonus point, Andy, can you tell me what the goalkeeper's name was? Oh, no. Uh, who was so it? I want the, the club first. Yeah, I put a tweet on this the other I'm, week. We're currently I tied. So, go mm. on, Andy. Give us your best guest. With League One, it was a League One club. Yeah, um... yeah, yeah, League One club. Oh, James is no. chomping at the bit. I am. <laughs> no, go on, yeah, go on, James. Okay, Peter James, Brown. go on. Correct, Peterborough United. Can you tell me the name of the goalkeeper? For an Absolutely extra not. Okay. Anyone else? No. Okay. The goalkeeper was Ben Alwick. Um, right. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> Next extra, extra bonus point. Um, so, question eight. In 1994, Paul Moody signed for Oxford United for the first time. But from which club did he sign? James. For? James. Southampton. Correct. Bonus point. 
He returned to Oxford in 2001. Can you tell me which club he signed from his second time round? Oh. Do I get one of them nice little clues that you've been dishing yeah, out? Or I, does, I will does, happily does someone, give, know happily... the, does someone know the answer? I know the answer, I think. Go okay. on then. Go on, you go ahead, Millwall? John. It is Millwall. Well done. Right, question nine. It's it's very close, boys, I'll give you that. In So question nine. In 2010, after a low move with us, we signed Jake Wright, but from which club? James Brighton. Correct, Brighton and <laughs> Albion. Right, bonus question, true or false? Jake Wright's full name is Jake Connor Wright. <laughs> true, true or false, James? I don't, I, I, if I say yeah, if I say you've true, a, then you've, it, got a 50, you've got a 50 50 chance, mate. I'm going to say true. You are wrong. It is false. Oh. <laughs> it, is, <laughs> it is actually Jake Conrad. <laughs> it's Jake Maxwell, right? Right. So obviously that 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 bonus question's dead. So final question now, right? It's James. James has won, but let's go for this anyway. So. Question 10. After a successful low move with us in 2009, we signed fan favourite and particularly Andy's favourite player, James Constable. But from uh, which club did Andy. we sign from? Andy. Andy. Shrewsbury Town. Correct. We did sign him from Shrewsbury Town. Now, the bonus question. Uh, true or false, Andy? Bino, according to Wikipedia anyway, has played for 10 clubs in his career. True or false? Ah, oh, ten clubs. <laughs> so specific. Ah, <laughs> uh, false. Correct. It was nine clubs. Oh. Very good. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> that is the end of the quiz. <laughs> That's got to have been close, surely. It was. It was, very, it was very close. So scores on the doors. John walks away with five points. Good effort, John. Just five. Oh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> just five. Yeah. It did, did ben, feel like ben, you got more than five. Yeah. Ben Ben unfortunately walks away with no points. Um, but <laughs> didn't Ben, ben get one time. right? He got Maguire right, didn't he? Oh, no. I don't no. Know. no, he didn't. So uh, Andy walked away with six points. Very Ooh, good. Strong. And James, the winner, uh, rocked out with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight points. Very good, James. Sorry. I hope you all enjoyed my quiz that I threw together in about 15 minutes. Um, (laughs) Very good. I thoroughly enjoyed that, Connor. Good. I'm glad you did. I'm I'm surprised you went. I'm surprised you went for early 90s or mid 90s players. Got to cater cater to my to my fellow, you know, quizzes. As you all, I would have really struggled if if you went for the phase between like 2000 and 2006 or something. I would have been. Although I would have struggled heavily. Yeah, I, I tried anyway. to tried to incorporate you into it. Right. I feel really tired after all that. It's quite emotional. Um when are we doing the next one? So we've got Fleetwood on Saturday. Who's going? Andy, are you coming now? Or can you make it? Yeah, uh, not coming now, unfortunately not. Sad time. So John, are we still going? Yeah, I think so. Well yeah, we I've are. Got, <laughs> we I've are. got I've I've got a pass. I'm very excited. Ben, what are you doing? I'm down in Portsmouth that weekend. Oh, uh, yeah. 
I've asked you this about 12 times. Okay. You have. So we'll be mind. back. <laughs> we need to sort that lag out. I'm going to try something. Ben, boom, boom, boom. Let me hear you say way up. Way up. Wow. <laughs> that is some chronic uh, lag. Quality, quality entertainment. This is... On that note, <laughs> thanks for listening, everyone. As always, please give us some feedback um, and we will be back probably the same time next week. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers guys.